Hello everyone, welcome to episode 8 of season 2 of The Body Mechanic. Obviously we're talking all things basketball this season and what I really want to talk about today and really delve more into is referees. We haven't really done an episode on referees, we've done players and coaching and how to coach your players and things like that. Um, but I really want to delve into refereeing. Um, I've been refereeing since I was 12, 13 years old. So I've been 17, 18 years I've been refereeing as well. Um, from the age of yeah, 12 or 13, so I became a white shirt. For, for those of you that are really young, listen to this podcast. There was never any green shirts from the white. So you'd go straight from white shirt straight into your stripes. From our um, Eltham Wildcats runs a six week course. That's who I've done my refing through all the time. So I've done a six week course um, of theory, and then shadowing as a white shirt. Then by myself as a white shirt. Then you get straps. Um, I still know the people. I, the people that that graduated me from my one C to my one B to my one A. I still know them all. They're still involved with basketball and very appreciative of them. And they're they're great people, fantastic people. And I I do. Obviously, biased. I've been through the experience and everything like that of going through Elf and Wildcats for refing, but I do highly recommend that if you want to achieve and become an official, say, at FIBA level, say, NBL, NBL 1 level, I do really recommend uh, Elf and Wildcats program. I'm not sure of other referee programs, but that's Elf and Wildcats is the one I've been through, and I and I think it's absolutely fantastic uh, the way that there's referee coaches around always. Like, you know, I'm... 17, 18 years, in, and I'm a 1A, and I still get critiqued, and I still get coached, and I am find that very valuable, and I'm very fortunate to be involved um, with such a club that takes such pride in their officials. Um, but anyway, this is um, this podcast is about my two cents in um, in in refing juniors. Um, sorry, juniors wanting to ref juniors. So if you're just starting out, I'm not sure, I think maybe the age is maybe 13 or 14 years old. You've got to be when you when you start refing now. Um, this is really for players, players or coaches or just people that really want to get into refing, whether you're an adult and you're just starting out refing or whether you're a young kid and want to earn some pocket money and things like that, which is normally how it starts. That's how I started. I was earning $7.50 a game uh, when I first started back in the day. And... It's really about um, what what my take is over these last few years um, taking on juniors and obviously refing you know men's men's A grade you know midweek games and things like that refing a few Friday night VJBL games as well uh, on the occasion uh, but also just EDJBA just competition from A grade all the way down to D D grade as well and what I have found is sorry. Uh, maybe I'll just reiterate why I haven't gone higher with my refing, which if I wanted to, I could. I see myself more, again, as a coaching role in the referee. So I'm I'm looking to do my coaching. I'm looking to do my referee coaching qual instead of becoming, you know, an official referee at a high level. I'd rather help um, other people develop their referee skills and become a great ref and they can do what they do um that's just where i'm at i love teaching i love teaching from my experiences i love giving people the other opportunities um so that's what i'm looking into at the moment in terms of my official my official position in basketball that's where i am with officiating so what i what i see in a lot of a lot of um 
clubs, and I, and I say clubs because you know you go every every other week you go to a different stadium, uh, not your home court, but like you know you go to a different stadium, you see all these refs, and you see, you know, I'm sure coaches, players, referees, or considering referees, surely you've seen a tech foul being thrown, or you know. Uh, people abusing refs. It doesn't happen so much anymore, but it has happened and it does still happen. Um, and I, I wanna, I wanna just in, in, in include some confidence for some for the kids coming up and people that say, "Nah, I don't want to get yelled at. That's why I don't want to ref." Or, "Nah, I'm not gonna ref because they don't know what they're talking about." And you know, I get scared when people yell at me. I don't want to be approached by coaches. I don't want to be approached. I don't want to be critiqued. I don't like feedback, all this kind of stuff. So number one, and this can be a lesson for everyone listening, not just referees. Number one, feedback is the number one best thing you could ever receive from someone else is feedback. Whether it's positive or whether it's negative, it gives you a chance to improve. And if you don't want to improve, well, then what are you doing being in a position where you can grow, which is life, your whole life. If you don't want to grow, why are you here? What, what's the purpose? You know, you really need to go back within yourself and find your purpose and go, okay, well, if I want to earn a million dollars a year and I'm only earning $5,000 a year now, you need to grow to be able to earn that million dollars a year. Does that make sense? So you really need to, and how you get that is like, okay, I'm earning $5,000 now. I'm going to hang out with someone that's got a million dollars and they're going to tell me all this, all the stuff that they've been through, right? Which is feedback, which is learning, which is how to get to where you are now to where you want to be. That's why feedback is so important. I and didn't get that. Good old series interrupting my podcast. Um, so it's such feedback is important. And like personally, I had to push myself and I was making myself want feedback, even though I didn't really want to hear it. I'd always ask my referee coaches, do you have any feedback for me for this game? And there's a part of me that goes, oh, I don't want anything to be wrong. Don't want anything to be wrong. But then they go, oh, you could have done this better. I'm like, okay, cool. And it's not about listening and taking on the feedback as much as it is acknowledging the feedback that you get and not just ignoring it and not just going, you know what? I know exactly what I'm doing. Go away. You can't tell me anything. Because we can always learn, and we are always learning until the day that we're not here anymore, everyone. We are always learning. We can get feedback, right? And feedback is the best thing. Obviously, there's good and bad feedback. Obviously, there's positive and negative feedback. It's your choice how you take on that feedback and how you utilize it. If I get feedback that's negative, which personally, I don't see negative feedback as as not good, I actually see that as great because it's like, oh, okay, I'll improve on that. It's like sometimes I'm standing on the baseline, my referee coach will come up to me in the timeout and go, why are you standing there when you need to stand further back so you can see the rest of the game? And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, cool, I'll do that. You know, and they'll come up and ask me, like, why is that a charge? Like, why did you just call that charge? They went feet first, blah, blah, blah. And then I'll go, oh, okay, yeah, I didn't consider that. But the referee coaches that I work with at Eltham, they're not, they're not like, you shouldn't have done this. It's like, cool, that's okay. Next time, just fix it. Next time, just fix it. And that positive reinforcement after the, the feedback or after them questioning the call that I've made makes, makes me a better referee. It makes me a better person going, you know what? These people are here to help you improve. And that's where it is at every club. You know, you'll have your referee coaches, you'll have your referee officials, your senior referees as well. For the juniors, for the for you guys that are just starting out refing, 
you know, they're there to help you. They're, they're there f- for you to help you officiate a better game, to help you make better calls, to help you be more confident within your calls, you know, that you make. And, you know, it's f- for you to be able to respond to someone questioning your call with an assertive answer, not not to be arrogant and not to be like, hey, I'm the referee, I'm wearing the stripes, I'm, you know, I'm calling the game, which I have seen a couple of times when I've been refing with a partner and I don't believe that's a good look to have. I think it's really, as a referee, you need to come from a place of understanding. And when I was thinking and thinking about this kind of thing, I'm thinking, you know, we are refing a game of basketball, yes, but deeper and more to the point, for all those of you that are that are starting out or that are that are refing and considering not refing anymore that, you know, don't really see the point, are you just doing it for the money? We're not only referring a game of basketball, right? Deeper than that, we are managing people. Can you imagine if you can learn how to manage people and you're under the age of 18 or you're, you know, you're under the age of 25 and you're learning how to manage people, young kids, older adults, everyone in between, if you can learn how to manage them in a controlled environment like that, can you, do you realize how powerful that is for the rest of your life? Can you, can you see, can you realize how much more, more skills you will develop when you go to a, when you go get a full-time job, when you go to study, when you meet, um, when you, when you go traveling and you meet people from different countries and you're managing people, it's like managing people has so much more to do with just controlling people. Cause I don't think it's the word control is the right word. It's managing. It's like, I'm managing you and I'm managing these two teams to be able to play a, a, a good and fair game. That That's it. That's all you're trying to do, you know? And if you make a call up one end and whatever, you know, own up to your mistakes. I think that's a big one, you know? There's been a couple of times where I've accidentally blown my whistle and everyone stopped and looked at me. I'm like, uh-oh, I've blown my whistle. And, you know, yes, sometimes you need to make a call, depending, like, you know, everything in refereeing, every single game is so different that, you know, I've accidentally blown my whistle when I haven't needed to. You know, my tongue's moved away and, and it's the whistle's been blown. I'm going, oh, oh crap, well, what do I say now? And... I've just been completely honest and going, you know what, guys? I'm really sorry. I've blew my whistle. It's it's your ball still. I'm sorry. It was a mistake. I'm really sorry about that, you know, and owning up to it. Obviously, I think I've done that twice, once or twice in the last 18 years I've refereed. But being honest, and if a coach wants to have a chat with you, you know, you know the rules. Make sure the coach doesn't enter the, onto the court. Stop them and say, I'll speak to you on the sideline if you want to have a quick chat to me. You know, obviously, if they start becoming abusive, you've got the, you know, you can call a tech foul and things like that, but you don't want to be whistle happy with that. You want to try and control the game. If things are getting out of hand, well, you know, you're taught in referee school when to call a tech and when not to. And there's a lot less tolerance with, um, with coaches that are, coaches and officials, uh, sorry, coaches and players and spectators that are, um, that are disputing calls. Uh, but I, I have, Ref, I have um, had trails with me before, so I've had people in green shirts, I've had people in white shirts with me before, and the best advice that I could give them is be strong with your calls. So new referees, when you're coming out, when you're calling a foul, hold your fist up high and lock your elbow out and hold it up high and call it with 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 purpose. You know, give some energy to that fist pump that you get in the air when you're calling that foul. You know, make it a strong call. When people say make a strong call, it's like put your hand up, 
Be assertive. Don't be arrogant. Be assertive. Put your hand up. No, it's a travel. And you do the action, like the, the hand up in the air and the travel so assertively that you are absolutely 100% convinced it is a travel. You are less likely to get questioned on it. But if you go, if you blow your whistle very lightly and you hold your hand up just above your head really nervously and then you call a travel, you don't really even do the travel sign, the travel action, well then, yeah, I'm going to question you. Like, oh, yeah, the, the coach is going to question you. The, the spectators will question you. And obviously we don't listen to the spectators because they're not part of the game. It's... You know, there's three three different entities on the court. There's the players from both teams, there's the coaches on both teams, and then there's you and your other official. Um, I'm talking about a two-way official, not a three-way. Um, but call, call it with with some some passion behind your whistle. You know, blow your whistle nice and strong. Call it. You know, use your energy. When you're calling a foul up at the bench, when you come up to the score table and you call the foul, you know, don't just wriggle your fingers a little bit and say something under your voice it's like no okay cool blue five you know hands foul bang or holding foul blocking foul charging foul whatever it is when you call a charge it is so important that you punch your own hand in in a, in a way that you make that sound if you make this sound right and then you go through with it you're more likely to be to, to convince everyone else that it was a charge. But if you're going to go, okay, number 42, offensive foul, and you just like lightly pass your fist to your hand, I'm not going to believe you that you thought that was a charge. You know? It, it's, it's about, and it's no, don't make it up, and no, don't act. It's about being assertive and being confident within your own calls. You know? Blow your whistle. If you call, it, another thing you can do is blow your whistle. If you're not confident... On who called the foul, bring your other mate, bring your referee mate close to you and just go, hey, did you see that? I couldn't remember which number it was. You know, don't run away too quickly. It's something that I'm still learning is, you know, I called the foul and I run to the bench and I don't actually stop and look and I've got to learn that myself. I've been doing it for 17, 18 years, still got to do it. The NBA officials still get critiqued. The NBA, every single official still gets critiqued. No matter how good you are, no matter how, how high up you are, you still have a referee coach with you. You still have an official with you helping you. And it's not about it's it's not about being wrong or being right with your calls. It's about being assertive and about calling the right thing at the right time, you know. Um when be fair when you're calling things, you know, you've got your backup, you've got your mate, and if your mate uh, your, your other referee hasn't got your back, well, you know, there's an issue there, but that's that's you know, something for, for your ref coaches at your club to, to be taken care of. But for those of you that are listening to this podcast and you're thinking about refereeing or you're thinking about quitting, just please reconsider. Refereeing and officiating basketball is one of my hobbies. I love doing it. You know, yes, cool, it's a bit of pocket money here and there, but it's a lot of fun. You teach people so much in your games. Um, when When you come to the point, where I'm at and you can really have some fun with the, the the parents on the score table. Like, hey, do you know what you're doing? Do you know the arrow rule? You know, it's a lot of fun. You make a joke with them. And, you know, the approach to the game is if coaches want to shake your hand, let them shake it, you know, all that kind of stuff. If you come up really bubbly and really friendly towards the score table and you're really happy, you know, I found that really helps. Like, 
I'll say hi to both to both score table parents for for the games. I go, hey, how you going? And they go, oh, yeah, good. And they're like, oh, how are you? I'm like, yeah, cool. Like, you know, it's my last game. I'm dead. Like, you know, or you know, it's just my first game. Looking forward to it. Like, oh, how these guys been going this season? You know, create a conversation with them. And then when you're about to start, just go look. If you need anything, if something stuffs up or you're not sure of something, press the buzzer. I'll come straight to you. If I'm not being clear, if you can't hear me, let me know and I'll come to you. Because don't forget, your score table is part of your team and the officials' team. Your score table and the two parents on there are part of the referee team. So you guys got to work together. And if you have that friendly friendly camaraderie from the start of the game, you're going to really enjoy yourself. And then at halftime, you know, you crack a few jokes and whatever, but really make yourself enjoy your officiating. You know, you're not there and you do get looked at a lot. And you do, you know, especially with with the thousand of calls you make, you want to kind of not not really even notice that you're there. You don't want to make people notice that you're there that much, but, you know, have fun with it. I think it's a great thing, and I'm happy to answer any questions anyone might have. I'm happy to give any advice uh, to anyone that's considering refereeing, already refereeing, just starting out or thinking about not doing it anymore. I'm happy to have a chat with you and, uh, and see... If I can help you in any way, that would be great. So just send me a line on um, the the Body Mechanic on Instagram. And, um, yeah, we can get chatting. But uh, I hope that helped some of you referees, coaches and uh, coaches and players. You may have gotten something out of this. I hope you did. Uh, but for referees, I'll probably be doing a few more episodes for you. So stay tuned. And I'll see you guys in the next episode.